0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Senor Nerd Podcast. I have here with me, as always, Raul.
1: Howdy, howdy.
0: Ramon. Hey, guys. And today, by popular demand, we brought uh, one of our special guests back. Tony, say hello to everyone. What up, people? Tony, today we're going to talk about Dune 2021. And one of the reasons that we brought you back, believe it or not, is because you're our Dune expert. You're going to tell us everything that we say that's wrong. You're going to correct us on things, and you're going to tell us why you're excited for part two. So I hope you, you brought it, man. I hope you brought it, because this, <laughs> this is the one that counts. This is this is my movie right here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you made it. Uh, but, but before we start, Tony, I do want to ask you something, and this is very important. As I was watching part one, there's a love interest that I got very passionate about, and... Honestly, God, I don't know if part two is going to explore this love interest. I don't know if maybe it's exploring different sequels, but this is something that I must know, Tony. And I don't care if you spoil it for me right now. Does Paul... And his mom get together at all? And then any of these, like part two, or in the next book, can you tell me that? Can you spoil it for <laughs> <What>? <laughs> me. Well, it's not it's not an Oedipus <laughs> Rex situation, which
2: is good. So, uh, uh, quick spoiler they're just really close, but it never really jumps that extra step, which is which is good. It's not a it's not a Romanesque film. Oh <laughs> my god! And you know, believe it or not,
0: I'm serious about that question. But you know, let's get that out of the way. Um, Row, Ra- tell us what you thought about doing 2021 as you were rewatching it.
1: Um I I I don't know why I even consider like not thinking about how gorgeous it is because th- that that's what a, uh the the director's known for is, is how gorgeous all his movies look but yeah it's it's gorgeous it's beautiful and the story is cool um and and everybody parodies the the dune story pretty much uh, star wars is 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 dune but also in space
0: <laughs> uh Ramon, what did you think about this twenty
3: twenty one rewatch movie you did? well, Raul, ran right, my mind it's not Star Wars, but is that uh star wars inspired like t-shirt that I'm wearing but it's actually mm-hmm. Zelda, so anyways, yeah, absolutely dune is kind of like the the less popular version of star wars i think star wars did it right with like having things simplified uh this movie has a lot of hard words uh but no <laughs> no um to be honest i was kind of very familiar with the story never read the book i watched the old movie and i think i watched the mini series that came out I mean, i don't even know like 2000 um and so watching this 2021 movie was definitely like that you know polished 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 version of the story it was really beautiful um I just rewatched it very recently with these like you know nice little headphones. I think just the sounds, the way that everything looks and of course the story played out the way that it got played out in this one part. Um I think it was just the way that it should have been like this whole time because the other movies, the other series is just don't do it justice. Um I think this was just a beautiful uh journey that we all kind of took. Let's hang in a little bit with the uh, part 2 coming, but you know that that's in the near future for us, so
1: I I I, I-, I-, I- Um, I kind of hope uh, so since it came out during the pandemic um, I kind of hope that they do like a a re-release before part 2 comes out that way I can actually watch it in theaters because I'm guessing that's going to be fucking amazing
0: yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do like where you can watch part one and then it transitions into part two oh, the same nice. day. That would be that would be, but that would be awesome. Yeah. I think
3: uh, Paul's mother is probably still one of my favorite characters. I'm not yeah. characters, but actress in the, in this movie because she's such a significant role that's basically you know there to guide Paul throughout this like at least this first part. is such significant, and it's funny that you started with that whole like, will they, will they not <laughs> between Paul and mother? Because in general, like yes, there is that relationship that they play off of and. And it's not necessarily like super like mama's boy type of thing, but she clearly has a huge role in in the story, in the book, in the movie. Um, You know, even uh, the duke asked her the question. You know, if it really comes down to it, are you going to save Paul? Like, not as like you know, just the mother, like as a Ben and Jester. Like, are you going to make the decision to like put that aside and defend him overall? And so it's like I think she's one of the ones right now that has one of the harder roles because she she's trying to be a guardian and then you at the end of this movie you basically see where paul really has already made up his mind he stepped up just like the duke just like his dad wanted him to right like he he was even questioning in the beginning in that beautiful scene where you know Oscar isaac during the the graveyard, basically, and he's reflecting on his dad's death. And, you know, you could tell that uh, freaking Paul doesn't really want to take on that, that that responsibility of being, like, the next in line to be the Duke. Um, but by the end of this movie, like, not necessarily that he wants to be that, but he knows he has to be a leader. He has to step up. He has to be there for the Freeman. And the mother has no choice but to follow. So she kind of goes from, like, being a protector to being, like, kind of a follower. And I, I don't know. I, I really love that relationship. All jokes aside, I think it's one of the better ones in, in the movie because everybody else dies unfortunately or like even uh freaking Duncan Idaho who's like his idol and he loves um you know at this point we think he's dead so clearly um you know he he's almost left with almost like no one besides premonitions and his mother and then the Freeman who he doesn't really know yet
0: um Tony I need us I need you to for our fans that might have seen the movie or might have already forgotten certain details I need you to summarize the whole movie in the next three minutes
2: go Alright, basically, Middle Eastern Star Wars. Kid comes from the best planet in the world, gets thrown in the desert, only they don't ever leave Tatooine, right? They're stuck there. And it's Game of thrones where everybody's conspiring and trying to figure out how they're going to take over this political sphere, which is the Duneverse. And what it comes down to it is the Atreides family, which is the good guys uh, in, in the film get backstabbed by just about everybody and they get stranded in the desert by everyone and they team up with what could be the taliban before they went bad (laughs) and they they actually call it in the books a jihad they basically jihad their way back into power and win over the spice world and they for those who haven't read the books uh they win right They're, they're gonna win it's a good movie but throughout this whole conflict there's there's conspiring backstabbing political back moves and it's overall a big chess game with a lot of whispering if you ever read the <laughs> yeah. books there's a lot of like mental conversations that each character has you just don't get to see it in the in the movies but overall awesome movie one of my favorites no, no. And this is kind
0: of where I get the short end of the stick where it's just like, what can I say about this movie? You guys haven't really said, especially just kind of like how beautiful it is the, the music is great. The world building is freaking amazing, even though this is probably like my fourth time watching this movie, like it still felt fresh for me. It felt like something like I hadn't seen before in this in this uh, movie. And it's just like, I wish I knew all the facts like you do, Tony. And that's probably the part that makes me really excited, because I think part two is going to tell me a lot more things that currently right now I am missing that information. And I just can't wait for my knowledge of Dune to continue to grow just based on what I'm seeing and, you know, the things that I've read. Oh, yeah,
3: absolutely. I mean, I think the movie, like, obviously, focusing on this movie, particularly, like, I love the way it starts, just because, again, being able to meet the Duke and then played by someone so amazing, like Oscar Isaac, um, you know, he even has a freaking, he has that awesome beard speckled with a little (laughs) bit of gray, you know, uh, and then obviously, Josh Brolin as his uh, second in command, this is that power duel, and, you know, obviously, as you kind of continue to watch the movie, you kind of know what happens to the Duke. And ultimately, it's a sense in tragedy. But, you know, at least kind of sets it up uh, in that way, right? Like, we, we see these, like, giant halls, these these big, like, buildings and stuff like that. And you have these little, tiny, little people, but with such great power. So it just really goes to show you what that house, Artrestes, tradi- uh, is really all about. That it's just, you know, they're they're set in power. And and you already kind of start finding out from the beginning that they are a family that kind of got has gotten his recognition by just being like kind of leader of the people um and i know like obviously once i see, watch the movie you kind of see a little bit more of that being what plays into the, the the kind of treason or not the treason but the betrayal that happens because the emperor ultimately feels threatened by house atreides um and causes the whole you know a little plot that we we encounter later which is sending them to uh to dune and then ultimately like you know getting them killed over there
0: No, no, definitely. No, I agree with that. I mean, I wasn't kind of, you know, like I said, I said in my intro, I wasn't really kidding about like the whole how close Paul and his mom are in this movie. And it kind of brings it back to what you said, Tony, like this reminds me sort of like I'm watching the fall of the Roman Empire and it feels very like that, you know, like this is the one house that's very powerful. And then the emperor is like planning against it because he's sort of a scare, afraid of, you know, maybe people are going to start following this house and possibly rebel against him. And this is my assumption of what's happening in his mind. So it's just like, it's so enjoyable, man. And it's like, um, you know, the his mom, Lady Jessica, she's so great throughout this movie. I constantly feel like she's just afraid. And, you know, I feel like Paul has to watch over her. I feel like even though she's very powerful and just the idea of her using the voice against you, like that sort of brings me fear. You know, it's just a, mo- a woman that, from what I can tell, in this movie, she always seems like she's scared, or she's afraid, or she's trembling. Never really feels like somebody that can just enjoy living day to day. But then again, she's one of those people that you those, you don't need to worry about her because she can defend herself. We see her defend herself against one of the men We see herself defend against some of these like soldiers by using the voice. So it's like you, this is like the wrong woman if you choose choose to mess with her.
1: Yeah, and then uh, Tony, you can probably cl- clarify on this. So she she's not actually married to the Duke, right? She, she just had no. his. His his son and and she like what's the relate what's the relationship there and and she was never supposed to be with him or, or what was the dealio?
2: No, so yeah, so they're they're Benny right? Like all the yeah. females that you see in in positions of power are Benny Jessoris, and they're all concubines. They're never they're never really wives. Um, now the, they're they're the ones that have like this big. Uh, prophetical role in the movie, where their whole, even in the books, their whole purpose is to provide uh, to to basically breed this Messiah, but they're doing it in steps that take hundreds of years. Like they have been selectively breeding uh, the the leadership basically to to come up with the right individual to be uh, the Quizok Tatarak is what they call it, right? The 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 chosen Messiah that like can transcend. Uh, future and past like this super profit if you will um, now the 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 issue that you see in the movie is the reason that there was that conflict in the beginning is the benny jesuit are are well trained so they can they have full control of their body like every cell in their body to the point where uh, yeah they're great fighters because they can they can contract their muscles to be just that fast they're they're they have the voice where they can command you and you'll do it without knowing what you just did uh, that's how much control they have so much control so that when they get pregnant they can selectively decide to have either a male or female and all the benny Jesuit have been oh. told only have females because their job is to just have females to marry them off to other positions of power mm-hmm. and she defied the whole order by attempting to have a male because she loved the duke the duke loved her so she decided to give him a son which is a big no-no because the Bene Gesserit are are saving that birth for their profited Messiah, if you will. So by her going ahead and having a boy, it's 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 a wrench in their plans because they weren't expecting a boy at all in their in their you know uh, centuries-long plan. Yeah. So yeah, it's
0: almost like if somebody had planted the idea of Jesus will get resurrected hundreds and hundreds of years ago and it's like all right we're just waiting, you know, I'm not the Pope, but if I was the Pope, it's like all right we're just waiting for the right moment to say and tell
2: everybody like Jesus is back. Is that sort of the idea behind this? Yeah, basically think about it, uh they're they're trying to breed the next big Jesus, right? And they're they're trying to put all the pieces in into the right spot before they do that. But she just goes to her head and has a kid who's also a guy. Which, as you can and, tell, and, and, he inherits and, and, a lot of that stuff.
1: And 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 then she she names him Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jesus oh, Atreides, yes.
2: So that's what the J stands for. In Paul, after Paul. I got it. I got it. <laughs> yeah, but but it, it basically becomes that. So like by her having a, a son, uh, all the Benny Gesserit are are not necessarily freaked out, but they're kind of like, what the hell, guy? Like we we weren't planning for a male now because you had a male. Is, is he going to be the next one? Is he not? Like it, it, it throws a wrench, and you can see it with the conflict that now the Benny Jesters are, are along the same lines of, well, we can't really kill them because they're part of our order. Uh, that's her son. We can't really harm. They can't really harm each other, hence the little the the, the backstabbing deals that you see where it's like, hey, you can't kill the mother because she's under our protection kind of deal, and the son by default. Um, and that's what the... The big gray conflict is where there's a boy, they, they did not want a boy. What do they do next? They weren't planning on this happening at all. Because um, one thing you'll see in the books, if you guys ever get a chance to read the books, it's awesome. Um, in the books, they have something called the Orange Catholic Bible. And it's it's like a modified version of the Catholic Bible. Mm-hmm. And they, they plant this this religion across the universe. And it talks about the 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 Quizzak in there, and how like the voice from the sky will come, and the Fremen also read this, and they've been reading this for you know hundreds of years, so they they truly believe that that kid is the Messiah because they read it in their books for hundreds of years, and the Messiah was supposed to be born of a Beni Gesserit. so that's what the conflict is. This kid came out of nowhere, and now everybody's thinking that he is now. The, the prophetic messiah that's supposed to be coming from the sky.
0: No, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but the moment some guy comes in and turns water into wine um and starts walking also on water or doing something like that, like I'm going <laughs> to all of a sudden like take the dust off my Bible and start <laughs> praying the, to the old Jesus. <laughs> uh, <but> yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: uh, yeah, No, but yeah, it, I mean, Oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I was going to say, but yeah, like, I, that's, in, at least in this movie, is definitely really apparent from the beginning, right? Because um, they talk about it later how Paul is not only solely walking the path of like uh, royalty, essentially, because he is a duke's son, but obviously, not, he doesn't even know his full like prophecy and and kind of everything having to do with the Gesserit. so it's kind of nice to see that in the movie right away because obviously as the reverend mother shows up um scariest woman alive and i think even in the old i think even the 1984 movie i think it's a little scary because they don't even have hair man they're like bald like (laughs) they're rocking the same haircut and everything like that but you know um you know she appears there and she kind of puts them to that test and it kind of it's really cool to see that scene because if you really don't know what's going to happen, like she obviously instructs the mother to stay outside, right? And the mother's like kind of, afraid afraid yeah Yeah, Yeah. freaking out about what's about to happen to Paul and just kind of gives him like a nice little pep talk sends him in there and then the whole time she starts you know rephrasing that like one scene that she talks about fear not having fear
0: Ramon what's in the box what's in the box (laughs) tell me
3: it is it is pain and agony I don't know if I I, obviously Tony might know the actual thing but yeah no, no pain and agony and it's just like you know the whole thing of just being able to kind of live through that or be able to feel through that um that was great but i love that whole premise of like if you remove your hand you'll instantly die and she wasn't freaking kidding around so it's a really good scene to watch play out and timothy chalamet we haven't even mentioned him yet but like i was was actually kind of like a little concerned i mean it still beats paul from 1984 movie because again that movie is so like visually there in my mind um but yeah tell me to they're really good and i think that was one of the first scenes that you started really kind of like believing in him because he does a really good job like yeah. acting and you know suffering that pain and he powers through gives her that that's there and then he just you know I
0: don't no though, no, he's a cool he's a cool guy like honestly in this movie i think he does do does a great job at carrying it you do believe in him you do kind of want to root for him um you know it's a little bit hard for me just to take him seriously when he's fighting people that he could be so strong but you know if, if i'm led to believe that this kid has been trained since the moment he's been born to like be royalty to defend himself to be defending against any assassinations like you know i that that alone lets me to believe like yeah even though he might not look the like a fighter like surely enough just from that beginning intro when he's fighting Josh Brolin's character like you can tell that this kid can definitely bring it so um you know, I do root for part two for him and Zendaya to get together because I feel like that is going to be the actual true rom- romance because he's been dreaming about this girl <laughs> for so many like I don't know months, years, but he's just always had this vision of with her. So it's going to be really interesting in part two to see that chemistry finally play off. So I'm really excited about that, and I do think Tom Holland should be a little bit nervous because uh, man, that, <laughs> that that boy is a little bit too beautiful, if you ask me.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, it,
0: oh,
2: it, it, it's, it's funny you mentioned that romance because again, it's 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 such a Doing is such a political movie and in the books you get to see how politically um, driven it is because stuff is going to happen in part if they follow the book and so far they done a, a fantastic job stuff's going to happen between them in part two if it does follow the books again that it's going to be like what the hell why, why are you going to do this and, and it's all political play and it's it's what should happen but that romance is going to be something that you guys are may or may not see coming. It, it's oh it's great. I don't. It, I'm not. I'm not going to mention anything, but it's, it's something to look
0: forward to. So what you're saying is we have a hot twilight situation between <laughs> Zendaya and the mom here. I got you. <laughs> I'm following. I'm following you, Tony. <laughs> no, it, uh, and, it's it's
2: so good.
1: Yeah, and and uh, because of Tony, actually, like I, I tried to to read the the book before the movie came out, but yeah. I didn't have enough time before it actually came out. Yeah.
0: Uh, and but and pretty- the mom, because the mom is pregnant too by the end of the movie, right? She's expecting her second child. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. And about something they, they,
2: fantastical they, happens to that kid.
0: Cause, uh, Cause, I don't remember. Sure. Is that something I read, or you told me, or they actually dropped hints in the movie of that
2: second child? I feel like there are hints, right? He so, said it. Paul, Paul said it. Yeah, in, in the okay. end of in the end of that movie, yeah. they mentioned that she's pregnant, and they have the the vision with the her with the baby, and like the blade sitting in front of them. But, but if you remember the the two thousands miniseries or the like the nineteen eighty four film of Dune. The kid's there. The there is there is a there is a daughter flying around doing some weird witch part stuff, which girl. is amazing. Yeah, it's 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 mentioned in the movies. Like, oh you you're you're pregnant um, with uh yeah. It it's gonna be interesting because again, uh that kid has a has a role to play because in part two, a couple of years should have passed. Like it it's Paul's been in exile for a while and some really cool things are gonna happen. not not, not to go into spoiled territory, but some really cool things are going to happen to Paul, um, to the daughter, and I don't know if they mentioned it in this one or the next book, but also the Harkonnens have a have a revelation, if you will, and it's it's awesome. Interesting, yeah. So
1: no, yeah. so, so with, with with Timothy Charlemagne, um, uh, one I do think that he's actually like really good for the role because from from the the several chapters that I did read, like. I could see him being kind of like that role and, and I love the fact that he looks so young. Um, or he looks a lot younger than what he really is. So, so he kind of sells that part. Um, and he does kind of seem like, uh, like someone that, that, that was brought up, uh, as, as a, uh, as a son of a duke. But, um, he, he also keeps having those dreams that you don't, uh, you don't notice or you're not sure if they're like, like premonitions, or he's seeing the future, or possible future, or, 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 like, or, or kind of what's going on. Um, and then the, 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 to me, the, the most, I guess, important, the most impactful one was, uh, skipping ahead a little bit was, was when he was going to fight the, that dude, the, the, the Fremen. Mm,
3: um, yeah.
1: And then he kind of like saw, saw that he, like, was teaching him or that they were friends at some point in the future, but then, obviously, like, that didn't happen, so... so Because
0: I thought what you were going to say is that he's having dreams as he's touching the rock that he's yeah. going to get killed by this guy, so yeah. that's what I thought you were going to
1: say. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. During that moment, he also had the kind of, like, the, the vision of, like, him and the other guy kind of teaching him how to do stuff, uh, and, and then he also had the, the vision of, of, of him killing him, And then uh, I think that's the way that he was able to avoid actually being stabbed um, by him because he kind of already saw it so that he was able to avoid it. And then that was a move that that he did to to kill the other guy that, that was supposed to kill
3: him. It's funny because, like, Tony, isn't that correct? But, like, the whole thing with his premonitions is basically it's like a premonition of his, like, ultimate power. (laughs) Like, later on, like, you know, he basically consumes so much spice or he lives around spice so much that he unlocks more of his potential. A lot of it is kind of having a be able to travel between future and past and oh, so it, it, it's 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 weird it's weird because those premonitions it is right raul like it, it's a little confusing in the movie but it, that's what it's supposed to be right it's like he's experiencing at the present moment a premonition but when it plays out it's different because he already kind of lived a little bit of that moment and and so it's weird because that did that guy they did kind of in, in the premonition they were like Kind of befriended each other he taught him a lesson that later in, in the actual present he was able to put into play but it played differently because again it, it didn't happen those ways but i love that scene in general in particular too yeah. because they're talking about in order for him to be reborn he has to die yeah. and then they kind of sneak it in that uh killing someone else is also a death yeah um and so it was that's i think just again just being lost in the, yeah. in the music being lost in the music yeah. and and the visuals of everything but i those scenes are just like so great like and you have them surrounded by all the freemen and you know everybody's spectating them and and you already kind of know what's going to happen and at the same time when it plays out it's even more beautiful just because of the compassion um but yeah man that guy in his visions Mm
1: -hmm.
3: so it's funny because spice uh, that's that's the big thing the
2: spice is the driving force behind this because everybody wants the spice in dune so it has two main effects with a third like unwanted effect it's supposed to unlock your mind so the navigators the guys that you see basically moving the big uh like spherical cylindrical ships those are navigators um that with with enough spice they'll eventually become able to command the ship like find the fastest route kind of bend space hyperspace travel exists because of spice that's the first thing it does um the second thing it does it extends your life um so again the Fremen are just having spice in the air they, they don't really like Injected into the veins, but navigators get like pure pure spice. Those guys live almost forever. Oh, uh, the third unwanted effect, though the the third effect, which is unwanted, it causes like mutations in in navigators. Those are the guys who are like high on this stuff all the time. But the the unlocking the mind, since he is a a son of this the the Betty Jesuit, if you will, he has that extra power to kind of see things. So yeah, the premonitions is is one of the things. But it, it's good that you called it out because again. His premonitions aren't a hundred percent right for a Messiah. He's doing a terrible job of like, oh, it's, this, is, <laughs> this, is, this is this is gonna come next. But it, it plays well into the story because um there, there is there is a link between him and um his premonitions and, and why they're the way they are, as opposed to being a hundred percent accurate. That there's it ties in well and it's it's explored heavily, I believe. Um uh, well in, in the books, it, it's explored as to why that was the case, and it's it's gorgeous. I just hope they explore that a little bit more. And,
0: and we have not seen any navigators, right? Like they're, they're possibly holding back for the second one to kind of show us what they could look like when they live too long.
2: Yeah. So if you if you guys remember the old Dune, um, the I, navigators, I saw, how, I saw how they look. Yeah. 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 yeah they Yeah. So that's they, they're kept in vats basically at that point <laughs> um, because they they live off spice. Period. But I don't know if that would take away from uh, the mystique behind them because all you know is that they're navigators. They never really leave the ship. They have have a huge amount of power because they're the only ones. The Navigator Guild is the only house that can travel space. The only one. 'Cause, so, cause you like you
0: like almost had me believing that the um, you know, the the ladies with the voices that they were almost running the whole thing. But now you have me believing the possibly the navigators. And it's like is that the intrigue thing behind doing this? Like you feel like all these different hands potentially could be ruling, like, you know, you're telling me why paul could be ruling why the emperor's ruling why you know the navigators could be ruling it's just like man like who do i go for who do i put my money on Tony? so i go like put a hundred here's the
2: coolest part about that this 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 is why i love Dune so much and this is the coolest part about it because again the books explore the houses a little bit more right you have you have the navigators who control space travel period like you you want to go from from earth to dune you need a navigator you want to go from literally anywhere from one pocket of space to another you need the navigating guild period. No ifs and or buts. They're the only ones that can do it. But you need Spice. Who controls Spice? The Emperor's House controls Spice. Carrillo's House. Uh, the House Carrillo. So you, you you want the Spice? You need House Carrillo. Yet you want the, the political power to be able to make these negotiations? You need the Ooh. Bene Gesserit uh, they haven't even explored the the Playlax, which is a whole different house. They're the only ones that use technology, like forbidden technology, because they're like on the they're they're an outlier house, which has super powerful technology. So every house has like this major pull to them, right? That they can all realistically rule the universe, and that's what it comes down to. is like who do you want to put your money on? Who who do you want your hero to be? Because realistically, you have the the Harkons, which are the richest. House, very brutal. You have the Atreides, which are like the noble get it done because we can do it right. And then you got the other houses which have their own niche, if you will. It's like advanced Wars where you're playing with the best CEO from each nation and you're trying to bash it out.
0: You know, it's almost like if spice was in reality, again, to apply something to like here, you know, we already kind of did the whole Jesus thing. It's almost like spice is oil and whoever controls the oil can run the planet. (laughs) It it is. Spice is oil.
2: Spice is oil. America would be all over (laughs) that.
0: oh my god this is fucking it's so funny man like why can't we come up with shit like this what the fuck is wrong with us where did the school system fail us like why don't we not have crazy imagination like this maybe maybe you ramon you have some crazy numbers in your head but uh, me and ro and tony (laughs) were definitely dead inside
3: i mean uh i've seen tony's stuff tony's right there with me no i mean you know i think that's the cool thing about this too is like as like this book came out and like even like that 1984 movie came out like you can just imagine, especially back then, right? You're trying to create a movie with like without CGI, without like these crazy special effects. <laughs> and you had like blue screen. Is there was it blue screens back then? Yeah. Like, you know, you yeah, blue screens. You had like these like giant puppet brain puppets and you know, like all, all these crazy things that they were doing as far as special effects. But like I, I think that's just what it goes to say about it, that there was people back there, um a, 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 along with George Lucas who like doing his Star Wars around the same well, time a little bit before. Um, but it's this idea of just kind of having this like crazy idea and now we see it played differently, but everybody's borrowing from the same ideas. Like you know, um, Game of Thrones is very similar story, right? Like it, it's something like we were talking about all the houses and why they're no, also no. beneficial. No, no and all definitely, the, and the, it's the, crazy. The, like the dragons are the spice in Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, no, kind of <laughs> <laughs> sure, but I, I mean, and, and it's great. And I think again, this movie goes to show you that's why it's even better because I think it feel, feel like with better technology and better visuals and better just ability to kind of make these beautiful films um i think it tones it back and it makes it more gritty and it it seems like it's kind of ancient but you know way in the future um i don't know man i just like i'm always mesmerized by this movie and you know again just re-watching it again too like i think again i did see like a few times the first time and then watching it again and like you said carlos it feels like so new like every single time you watch it and it's something about that it's just like you get sucked into the world you want to be part of it. You don't want to die to the the what are they called the Sarkars, Um, Tony. Yeah. The Sarkars? The server cars. Yeah, like I mean, like that's what I'm saying. Like you, you, want to be there. You want to be able to like kind of join the fight. You want to be able to take sides. But at the same time, like spectating is just like it's awesome. But um,
0: yeah. no, dude. I'm gonna need us to talk about real quick about um, you know, the Baron. Duncan. And it's, oh. no, 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 the Baron. No, no uh, Yeah, that guy's uh, cool too. But but the Hardcore, the Baron right now. Yeah, like right now, I'm in this high with the Scar Scars, man. Like, I feel like, you know, I watched the Nordman, the Man, and okay, that has, yeah. you know, the the son, Scar the, the I think the oldest. And then we saw John Wick 4, and that also has Scar Scar, you know, the, the clown that plays yeah. it. Yeah. Now, I'm watching Dune, it has the father, Scar Scar And, like, dude, I and mean, especially after seeing him in and the um, Thor movies. And, <laughs> and, and, no, Andor. Get, get out of here. Andor. <laughs> after seeing yeah. Scar Scar oh, in, yeah, in Andor, and it's Andor. like. Like this family, dude, has the potential to be one of the best like blood relatives that are like acting today. And if I was like a you know, celebrity, scenes? I would, I would, I would watch my back, dude, because these guys are fucking awesome. Like scars um, I forget the 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 one, the Norman. That guy's like six four. The um, the guy four that plays eight, he's also like six four. It's just like, dude, these guys are giants. They're beautiful. They can act their asses off. And like, dude, can you tell me more about the Baron? Because to me, he's the one that I just find so scary. And like, I don't know if he has like. Does he have robotics that can make himself a little bit more stronger than, like, a normal human? Is that how he's able to, like, rip off a head without, like,
2: kind of, like, struggling? So so the Baron, right? So Haas uh, Harkonnen is great because he plays such a good Baron. Like, in, in, the, in the old films, you saw the Baron, they made him look ugly, just pus filled And in the books, he's he's also not pretty-looking, I would say, or human-esque. <laughs> um, here, it's, it's more like an obese man with, like, these just just overly obese now the the cybernetics you see on him the little thing on his back it's not to make him stronger he's actually in the books so fat that he he has a hard time moving around so those things if you see him float is because of that but it gives you such a such a prominent like almost ominescent feel when he pulls up and it's like that's death floating your way because he's big yeah now he's i would I would say, yeah, with, with that much mass you're you're strong, but like his strength comes from money, it's he controls the richest house. he is a brutal man as you as you saw, you saw his little spider pet thing you, that you know, a lot of people to... were... yeah, a lot of people say that that's the doctor's
0: wife. Do you know if that's
2: true or not? It's all speculation, but I would the not doubt Because the again they are brutal, <laughs> they are brutal people, and that's how he raised his his sons, his nephews, and stuff like that. They were all very brutal people. Edward. And that's, yeah, that's how yeah, Edward, that's how they got they got into the positions they were in. They're richer than the emperor. They're willing to do all the dirty stuff because of that. And they are, they're rich. They don't care about, like, running the empire. They just want to get more money, more power. They can care less about the, the you know, the, the empire, if you will. But that, the duke itself is a great staple as to like what gluttonous power looks like because he as you saw he was yeah you know i'm not going to kill the i'm not going to kill the sun or, or the Benny jesuit but nothing survives in the desert <laughs> and he left it i mean that that's what he did it was amazing
1: dude so so yeah like so so he's amazing there and then we, we kind of get get a glimpse of uh dave bautista too is uh, is is he more prominent in the like the second part, or or so, or, or is it just a small role?
2: Bautista's character is actually um, he's like the butcher in the books, and, and so he has a, he has a, a bigger role in the books because he, as you you know that there's two there's two there's two uh, like sons or nephews if you will right, um, you saw Bautista's character um, being the butcher. He's all bronze. Uh, I'm sorry, he's all He's all muscle, not, 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 nothing really complex going in his head, um, but he's eager to please. And in the second book, yes, you'll, well, the second half, you'll see him like mount the defenses and just go out into like a, like a fighting frenzy for his uncle. But the, uh, I want to say that the, the other son or the, his his brother is basically the guy who, who Sting played. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's not as strong, but he's hella smart. So you have like the 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 muscle that is Bautista and his brother, which is the intelligence behind it, and they're both trying to please the 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 uncle, the 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 Baron, the the Harkonnen God, if you will, and that's what makes Bautista scared. They're so awesome. It's it's just a a big hammer yeah. that the guy chooses to swing at. It, so it's yeah, gorgeous. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, pretty much you're saying this guy's like rootless. He will fucking kill, destroy, battle. And it's kind of like, I'm a little sad that I didn't get to see him fight Duncan Idaho, Jason Momoa's character. That makes me a little bit like upset and, you know, kind of wish that he wasn't dead. But I think, Tony, you drop hints that maybe he'll come back. Maybe Jason Momoa's role is not done yet in this movie because, you know, I only saw him get stabbed ten times and everybody knows that a guy cannot die unless he gets stabbed 15 times so you know (laughs) 10 still possible for him to come back right
2: (laughs) uh you know according to aquaman lore yes (laughs) but but we are in dune right and and if we're exploring book one it's uh i mean it's duncan idaho it's 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 a family name for a reason but i I don't know how much you're going to give away in book two but but I mean, yeah, he 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 straight up died in this corridor.
3: <laughs> no, no, no lie. Hey, it's so, funny. Yeah, we actually go ahead, bro.
1: Oh no, 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 because because like with those shields, that's the thing that throws me off a little bit sometimes too. Because like th- those shields are supposed to like stop objects that that come. Oh yeah, like like projectiles that come at you quickly. But then mm-hmm. like somehow like when they're fighting, like some stuff like sometimes they're able to stab each other a little bit. So 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 they just confuse me a little bit. Is it, like a dan- it up, like. is it
0: like a dance where you have to like know how to strike and then gently navigate the blade once you have them like close range like because i'm also a little bit like curious about how that works when i see the movie it's like yeah. okay what is duncan idaho doing differently that he's just such he's able to like oh like bypass the shields like without like even the red like turning on like he'll just yeah. like Get the knife on their neck and slash him instantly, so it's like kind of interesting that he has like a special technique to do this, but
2: everybody else seems to like struggle a little well, or is it okay just so a super Duncan Idaho fight? yeah, so <laughs> Duncan, Idaho is like the grandmaster of sword fighting, like in the dune universe, that is like the pinnacle sword fighter period and and you can see that in the corridor fight, so, so, so the so, shields so, are so awesome
1: mihawk from from uh from one piece.
2: Yeah, he, he is he is a sword fighter, extraordinary. Like you can't beat Duncan <laughs> Idaho unless, of course, you throw like bodies and bodies and bodies, John Wick style. Um, so the shields, right? So they they're they're really interesting because they deflect anything going above a certain speed. Like that's why bullets don't work. If you if you shoot somebody with a projectile or something, it doesn't. It it, it just bounces off. It so works. When you... I
0: don't know if you're watching the same movie as me, but you. Like you know, um, Oscar Isaac, he gets shot in the back, and that thing eventually
2: oh, oh, pierces yeah, through yeah,
1: the Yeah, yeah, because but it like, goes
2: slower. Yeah. If you yeah. notice, like, so when you saw the smart bombs come down from the sky, they were like spinning, 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 and they slowed down before they hit the the uh, the ships, and they slowed down. They went and then they pulled, and then brr, brr, so they slowed yeah. before they detonated. So they have to, according to what I'm seeing anyway, and what I've gathered from the books, they they decelerate to penetrate so that little hunter killer that was going really really fast um it had to slow down to be able to stab the guy um the swords my understanding is i guess duncan can get to the shield kind of slip it in really slow and then go fast out so that's Mm. how you bypass the shield remember the the fight scene where they were training yeah and the guy said the slow blade penetrates the shield you you have to be going at just the right speed to be able to pass that. Too fast, it'll bounce off. Too slow, the enemy gets you.
0: Will we ever see anybody shoot somebody that's wearing a shield? Because I think you brought it to my attention that that was ever to happen. It would create like an atomic
2: bomb sort of destruction. So, will yeah. we ever see that? So, um, no, not 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 in uh not in this, uh, not in not in Dune, uh, not in this book anyway. In, okay. in the first book, that doesn't happen, but yes the shields were so effective that it basically got rid of laser weaponry right like why because if you shoot somebody it it, it bounces back but it reverberates so it's like a ever you know you sh- a laser goes the speed of light it bounces back to speed of light, and it just starts colliding itself and it causes basically a nuclear style explosion everyone dies like it is it is a no joke why are we doing this so no guns there are no guns in dude for that reason
0: oh man
2: that's cool man i hope it kind of like
0: maybe not the next movie but eventually we do get a little bit more history behind like some of the technology but again i don't want to be the guy that gets everything explained to but that sounds cool man that sounds really cool yeah and then
1: the the and and like uh, all this is is just an example of like how thorough like everything is 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 so well thought out with like all the different houses and and kind of like all the history between all the different houses and then the whole political part and then like the the religious part, and then just like everything with just Paul by himself, and then the shields and the technology, and then spice, and then the fremen and the planet, and and everything is just so well thought out that makes this world that's so like complex and so interesting and so like full of like everything, and then also obviously like everything's kind of symbols of everything else. Um, we're, we're like the 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 fremen are kind of like the indigenous people that. Have kind of been like colonized and all that stuff, and then, um, and then you have like the the colonizers kind of fighting over like all the resources and all that stuff. So, so I don't know. It's it just awesome, complex story and world I mean, that, that they
3: made. But what's cool to see is that the fremen themselves actually have their own technology. You know, mm-hmm. I, I love the idea of just like being able to recycle their like basically any kind of bodily fluids. Based basically, or create like drinking water again um because it plays really well i think this movie did it really good um so it played it really well um i think there was a couple scenes that i really enjoyed watching that um as far as like when they're in the tent like the mother and paul um after they kind of go through that crazy sandstorm um and even the tent has that like technology as well um i don't know that was one of those things that i seen too and then for themselves like even duncan says it after living with them for a little while too that they're kind of like great fighters and everything else so yes even though they may Play that similar role to like again be, people being colonized and, and in general they have almost no choice because maybe they don't have like a grander sense or technology as far as like crazy airships and stuff like that, but just like the the capabilities they have and then best coolest thing they do have is being able to ride the sandworms. Like that's oh, that's what makes yeah. jealous, right? Yeah. Well,
0: it's kind of crazy that the, you know the Baron thinks there's only like fifty thousand of them, but in reality, there's just so many of them. So like. Obviously, numbers are going to be playing a big part on the second movie. I'm assuming Tony, uh, because I mean, like, what, like I mean, I think even Paul says that, like the strength relies with the people. Um, and can we just call the the Fredman Freeman man? Because it's just like it's so annoying the fact that he just couldn't that add, add that extra e to it. But yeah, it's the
2: future, man. That letter doesn't exist anymore. It's pronounced Fred. <laughs> you, you can't you can't double e it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I love the fremen. I, I think that's one of the, the cool things about Dune, right? Like you have Star Wars where it's like you got all these races and each race is, is kind of like in the background, right? Like no, no real race matters in Star Wars. You either human or you're Yoda and that's it, right? Like <laughs> everything else is, is expandable, right? Like you can, you can. Jar Jar Binks. No, that that that's Thor belongs nowhere near anything. But that's the thing, right? Like, Wookies? that that's okay. I mean, they can't talk. But it comes down to that, right? Like, you have all these races, and they're there for like background elements, right? They they add yeah. to there's a world. Yeah. But in Dune, it's all humans and how they survived in each region of space, and then you have the Fremen, which are like literal nomads. They're like the only nomads that have seemed to thrive well and they explain that technology is like well how do you live in the desert it's explained they they have coves where do you get your water we we are the water right we recycle ourselves kind of deal it's like so uh what do you guys do for fun we ride fucking sandboards, man there's nothing else to do here like (laughs) and that's not yeah,
0: I, I love I love the fact how they're able to like hide themselves in, underneath the sand and then just surprise like people with like smoke of like sand all around and then they get the upper hand. And I gotta say that the reason they're able to do that is because they have that one thing where They can vibrate sand. Is that how they dig themselves so quick under the, the sand?
1: The, the, the thumper.
0: The rep- No, not the thumper. No, not no, no, the thumper.
2: Like the repulsor. Yeah. yeah. You know how they, they were get getting like, out of the tent? It,
0: oh, yeah, so is yeah, that yeah. how they do it? They just kind of like vibrate themselves into the sand and then just jump out.
2: Yeah, I, I would I would make that assumption. I don't think it's really explored in the books, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you can't. I mean, I can't imagine. I can't imagine them, you know, drinking that that coffee. Was it coffee or just like yeah, just just yeah. taking a shot of water, right? But then you then you see the 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 Sardau car up top, and like and I don't think it works that way. So I, I would assume, yeah, it would be with the repulsor. Only thing that would make sense.
3: But you did <laughs> yeah,
2: if you're a Fremen. Yeah.
3: Another piece of technology that I was really impressed to like see in this movie as well too, especially when they are after the sandstorm and they're buried underneath her, like uh, Paul and his mother, and then he's like, "All right, time to get out." Gets the repulsor, and then all of a sudden you see him like coming out of the thing. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, dude. How come when, when Paul was... sorry, bro, I'm gonna beat you this one. When Paul was getting assassinated, <laughs> how come the thing stopped like right in his eye? Like, can you somebody explain to me like what was the thought behind that? Like, why did the drone like all of a sudden just like stop right here and then? They didn't go all the way into his eyeball.
2: Okay, so that that's a that's a hunter killer, and I'm trying to recall a little bit of the books, but it 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 goes off, um, like normal movement slash, like fear almost, right? Like it it runs off fear, I believe. So when he saw the hunter killer, he had to like be stoic, and move really slowly because there's no cameras on that thing. It the the the, the assassin who operates it goes off a sensor so whatever gives off like a uh, almost like a human-esque aura that's what they shoot for because that's most likely their target so when he was like clearing his mind of everything that made him a person it stopped because it didn't know if it was now in front of a wall or in front of the target that's why it that's cool, man. That's, something else. man. I knew I brought you to this uh,
0: podcast episode for a reason.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that's why when the girl opens up, I mean, she gives off a, a very human aura, like, I'm carrying napkins or whatever, and then he just shoots that way because that's the only target that should have been in the room for the assassin. Yeah. Could he have just caught it, like, even when he first,
0: like, saw it go towards him? because he had just, like, caught it, or did he need that distraction in order to catch
2: it? I think he would have needed the distraction because once you're I'm going to get it now. You're going to give a a pretty quick, like, life or death situation, got to catch it, and then the guy could just, like, poke. It's instant death, by the way. That, that thing is instant death. It's not like the dads that paralyzed him. Yeah. It was one shot, you're done. No, man,
0: that's kind of when I wish there was a little bit more explanation because I always thought that he was almost, like, camouflaging himself with... Um, you know at the time he was watching this movie or this video holographic video of like the world and kind of learning more about it so I always saw himself kind of hiding behind that holograph so to me it just seemed like he was um, hiding himself so that the pilot that was piloting the drone couldn't see him so like now that you gave me that explanation that that does bring a little bit more of a reasoning for me to enjoy that scene next time I'm watching it because it always kind of bothered me
2: yeah because if you see the kid like his character's kind of kind of cool, in my opinion, right? Because he, he tries to be normal in the sense that he's like, I'm supposed to be royalty, but I'm supposed to also teach to people so-and-so. But he's very stoic overall, right? Because like, his mom has taught him how to control his body completely, the ways of the, the Bene Gesserit. And that's what he's able to do that he shouldn't be able to do. And that's what makes his character so cool, because you have this very empty shell of a man that's trying to fill it with more Atreides beliefs, and at the same time, he's supposed to be this deity that he doesn't even know if he really is or isn't, but he's supposed to kind of lean on it sometimes when he's talking to the Fremen, but not sure if he should. Man, though this Paul kid sounds like a freaking Jedi, man. Like, I'm like
0: <laughs> getting wet for him.
2: <laughs> You're talking about him. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, 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 this is, this is why I like uh, the Dune universe a little bit better than, um, than, than the Star Wars universe. Because in the Star Wars universe, the Jedi are like, oh, we're we're the source of all good, but we won't do anything for a couple of years and hopefully it doesn't cause a rebellion. And then you got Dune where it's like what what is the character going to do next? Right? Like that there is really no set path for a lot of these people. And as you as you read the books or as you see the stories, they they kind of make the decisions themselves that become the domino effect of what happens to the whole universe and how everybody reacts. Because you, you saw the uh, the teaser. There's a princess now they're going to introduce. And that is, again, going to open up a lot more doors because you have the Fremen girl, you have the mother, you have uh, the, the, the Fremen people, and they're all going to be influencing uh, the, the uh, what do you call it? Oh, my God, I forgot his name for a second. Paul. They're going to be oh. all trying to influence Paul and you're going to see his actions to that, and that's going to build the character up. But in, in this first movie, we see John as like this wandering character trying to like just get out of the city alive and find what to do next.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 because Which... uh, yeah, cause, uh, at one point, uh, Paul mentions how his plan is because the the emperor doesn't have any sons, but he has like a daughter or multiple daughters, so he's going to marry or he's going to try to marry the daughter. That that way, the the House of Atreides doesn't disappear, and and it kind of solidifies the the relationship between the Emperor and House of Atreides, so so that he doesn't feel like a, a, a House of Atreides is kind of threatening him. But then that would kind of make him the Emperor yeah. once once the actual Emperor dies or whatever. Well- I mean, would uh, that probably
0: would have worked if the emperor had not sent his personal bodyguards? I think into the fight. Yeah, and I think the fa- the fact that he did, he kind of like you know showed his his cards. Um, so Tony, like, was his army really needed in order to defeat you know the House
2: of Um Atre- uh, at that point? Was that really Atreides? needed? So yeah. again, the Atreides have Duncan Motherfucking Idaho, right? Like that is <laughs> that is the swordsman that was that was teaching. The rest of the atreides had a fight basically like you had the sword masters and you had duncan uh propelling their army to be better than the harkonnens so in a realistic one-on-one fight you know how they were fighting up the stairs and then the atreides yeah. were like stabbing all the harkonnens and they could not gain ground that's because they're really well trained harkonnens are just like vicious monsters that will like steamroll anything but the Sardaukar are like the elite special forces. So if you want to beat an army and beat them so bad that no one will know what's going on, you throw in the Sardacar. And you have to throw in the Sardacar because you want no survivors at that point. Because if no one survives, who knows that the Emperor was even in this plan? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would say the Emperor would would be gambling if he didn't throw the Sardacar in there. Because if the Harkonnen went in there. And they lost. Well now the Emperor has to do something, right? Like, hey, the Harkonnens attacked us. Oh shit. I guess I gotta I, I guess I gotta do something about it. Oh the darn the, the,
1: the, the I man.
2: gotta I gotta now punish the Harkonnens. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. No man
0: No, there's something about this movie man and I hope James Cameron saw this because this movie, everything looks so real, man. Like I don't know, yeah. you know, like James Cameron clearly did Avatar and it took him ten years to get the movie he wanted to put out there. But, like, this movie probably was done in half the time, or if not lesser, and it looks freaking phenomenal, man. Like, mm-hmm. the planes oh, that they oh, drive, oh. they're like like the dragon, the uh, fire dragon dragon dragons. Yeah, part- Dragonflies? Dragon yeah. Dude, it looks so cool, uh, man. Like, I wish we somebody took inspiration from that and started building one, like, today. Because to me, that just tells me that it's like, hey, why can't that technology be actually brought to life? So it's just, uh, everything about this looks great. I never thought anything looked fake um so i just feel like whatever he did like more people need to pay attention because now he has two movies he has blade runner 2049 and this movie that he's done and they all look freaking great and i couldn't tell you like oh this this kind of like distracted me because the cgi wasn't there like everything about it was just so
2: amazing no yeah I, th- I think visually speaking this is probably one of the more beautiful films where you can just just freeze frame so much and put it as a background on your phone around your computer on your on your whatever you want to you know background it you had the desert area where it had like spice just blowing up when like they first hit ground and that looked absolutely amazing and then you had the sandstorm where they were flying the little dragon flyers to it and it was just getting cut up gorgeous so whoever was the visual like coordinator on this did a phenomenal job because i think this is what, probably one of the best looking movies that i've seen and i've seen this movie uh, an insane amount of times I mean it's it's a long movie but I can't tell you how many times I've seen it and I actually saw this movie before you asked me to hey we're going to do Dune it's like I just finished watching this movie again I'm in
0: oh, yeah no I mean there's uh, there's very few things that I know you like to watch and
2: I know this is one of them for sure yeah no, it's 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 a timeless tale of again it's the it's the Middle Eastern Star Wars if you will oh, man, you said, you yeah. said it <laughs> a little bit of Game
3: Thrones
2: Oh uh, well, yeah, nah. But it, so so, if 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 John Atreides, here's a question for you guys: If John Atreides did not exist, all right, Paul Atreides did not exist, who would you guys have your money on at that point?
3: Like from people that are still alive at the end of this first part? Or it, just in it, general,
2: yeah. It, who who would you have your money on? No no Paul Atreides, no no Quizak Who would you think would conquer the
3: Dune universe? I mean, the Baron. Uh, right? I mean, if you're removing Paul from the equation, right, Paul is the one that, as of this point, is supposed to be the revolutionary, like, idol that people are going to follow to revolt against, well, obviously the Emperor, because he's the one that kind of set that trap and basically wants House of Atreides to, like, be gone. But then in general, like, the Baron's the only one that gains the most to, like, kill them as well, because he wants to live in Dune. Like, I mean, he wants to rule Dune and he wants to keep making the money that he's gonna keep making. So I don't know. I don't know. I guess Baron seems the most ruthless. I say the Emperor. <laughs> oh man. I mean, for me, it's like whatever. Um, what's the
0: house Jessica's part of with the Oh like, the Benny the Desert? Desert. To me, it feels like same thing with them, man. It's like if you were scared of Paul's house uh becoming too powerful, like wouldn't you at a certain point wanna assassinate all these witches? Like, wouldn't you just wanna like Cut them up and like just get rid of that religion
2: because to me they seem to be the most dangerous. Now you see, we all have different houses. I would say, like, I, th- I think the Atreides still got it because they're, they're just swordsmen are like the good guy. You know, there's, there's it's hard to have a good guy, but I think the Atreides would bring it back and like hold ground. So that, it's interesting that everybody <laughs> has a different house that they would go for. Now, so- the Benny jesuit that you said, like, kill the witches. You remember the scene where. It's like, don't worry about the guards. Your mother's outside. No one's gonna get past her. Yeah, they are insane fighters. Like, oh, oh yeah, insane. I mean,
0: that, yeah, I mean, she took that Fre- fremen guy at the um, at the very end, like by herself, and he even said, "Like, oh, I underestimated you."
2: Yeah, so they they have a. Uh, I would say they're more dangerous than Sardaukars, more dangerous than Duncan Idaho, but there's not enough of them. They are like they are like the Jedi's of the oh, dune universe means, yeah yeah you know uh, a one-on-one a two-on-one and three-on-one like you're not going to take down a Jesuit, yeah but, but yeah had, they,
0: they they are they are that's a crazy house if you will yeah because javier bardem uh like in that role man like i hardly like i think the first time i saw him i couldn't recognize him just because he did not look like he normally looks to me but yeah like he underestimated her and i thought that was like kind of cool at the end when he was kind of like you know, like, hey, we'll let you live, but, you know, come with us. And then the other guy kind of stepped up and said, like, no, you don't make these kind of decisions. She defeated you. So, like, now I'm kind of challenging Paul, which again, that guy should have never done that because <laughs> spoilers, he got his ass killed.
1: <laughs> yeah. And the, the other cool thing, too, that, 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 uh, you kind of just triggered on me, like, the cast is pretty diverse, too. You kind of have, like, uh, a, a little bit of everything, for it, with like the 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 doctor, the 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 people that calculate, the advisor dudes, the Mentats. yeah yeah them, um and and then like the the fremen, they're pretty diverse too, and and it's 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 cool to see that like in 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 the movie where like it's not a thing that that's a diverse cast, but it's just a diverse cast.
2: It's the future. Harry will be no, the
1: future?
0: <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, just like anybody probably wants to, like, jump in the in a Star Wars, it feels like for this, like, everybody that's an A-lister, like, said, like, put me in that movie. Because clearly the first one did, um, like, a really good job at, uh, I think the, the reviews were positive for it. It didn't make a lot of money, but I think this time we're going to see a lot of people support it. And I, honest to God, I hope that we can see more of this. Because, you know what? And HBO is also doing um, a TV show, Tony, about the witches. Sorry, I can't pronounce their name, uh, the house. Really? But I know HBO. Yeah, HBO is also moving with a show about them. So, it's just, uh, you know, we're going to get out a lot of that. that. So, we're yeah, going to get sure. a lot of that. So, it's just uh, makes me really excited for, like, Dune to take over Star Wars. Because, again, Star Wars has been a little bit too goofy for me lately. <laughs> and Andor, Andor kind of saved it for me. But I needed to get back to these, like, very, like, you know, like we're nerds, and I like this whole like having for you to explain to me like thirty minutes about why this one person's important. Like I, I like that. Like all your conversation, all your words. Like to me, like I was just like yes. Like tell me more about this because it's just like I find this <laughs> preach. Keep preaching, Tony. Like it's thank, you for, your, Tony. thank <laughs> you for having us on your time
3: with Tony. Thank you for having
0: us on your doing podcast because this
3: has been a great, great experience for at least for me. No, <laughs> no I know it. Yeah, no, I I agree, and and I think the I mean that's just about like Tony doing a great job with this because it definitely felt like uh, Tony's story time. Um, but you know, again, just e- even me that I kind of like I I've watched it a few times. That people around me watch it um like hearing you talk about it again just makes me really excited you know the teaser just came out like in person like in present like it's it's the, the trailer's gonna come out for the new one like i think and i still don't know who's gonna play the brother to freaking dave bautista's character like there's so so many things oh the butler ashton butler i told you oh is it oh yeah This oh i mean that's what i i didn't know that so the the Elvis actor
1: oh cool yeah yeah but i mean.
3: There's still so much as far as like they did such a good job with this movie that I'm really curious to see how great the next one's going to be. And like to what you said, Carlos, like, yeah, perhaps they didn't make a lot of money the first time around because I think, again, if you were to watched the 1984 movie, well, it was COVID too. So to oh, keep that in mind. Yeah, but even, even then, I just feel like, again, you have people who go out to see certain movies because they're followers and stuff and, like and, that. And, Do and, it are, and
0: HBO de- released it on the
3: same yeah, day. day, day, day. day. It was, yeah, they, they, so it was also like COVID and that happened. Again, I, I, I watched on hbo and then the like, movies I, I think even like back to back right away just because it was available like that. So i mean it, it didn't hurt me any that it was streaming it was great um but I mean, I mean hopefully right now plenty of people have caught it that yes when the new one comes out that people will support it and go watch it uh that'll be pretty exciting yes
0: yeah, so i guess the show is called the sisterhood i just kind of looked it up and it's still like kind of like you know it's in production, and I think it's going to be pretty interesting because uh, I think awesome. HBO. I don't know if you've also noticed, like they're they're also doing that with the Batman. They're doing like the the Penguin show. So I kind of like oh. that. You know, having these big hit movies, and you're introducing like little side stories. You know, just so that we they're get nice. a little bit more familiar with the with the world. So I like that. Keep it up, Warner Brothers.
1: <laughs> but 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 o- only good ones though, because like I, I don't want any of these like crappy ones. And and and, and as long as the executives kind of stay out of it. And let the creator the creators create. Well,
0: we have a screenwriters uh, strike right now, so I don't know how that's going to affect some of the <laughs> stuff that we're about to get. Oh yeah, the the,
1: oh, yeah. the, the, the writer strike. Yeah.
0: So, like, for anybody who doesn't know, right now they're striking, and the last time this happened was in two thousand and eight. And let me tell you, a lot of shitty movies and shows and <laughs> plotlines. Uh, tra- Transformers shows. Two. Transformers Two. I'm looking at you. Like a lot of like <laughs> shit. A lot of shit stuff came out because of the. Rider Strikes, I'm hoping
2: they're able to resolve this Rider Strikes like instantly because it's going to hurt me. I know it. (laughs) Yeah, once this Rider Strikes over, I think we can finally get like Wild Wild West 2 or something, you know, some (laughs) gold nugget. (laughs) Hey, there will be no slattering
0: of Wild Wild West while I'm in in this chair.
1: (laughs) No, that's awesome,
2: man. the crazy part is so like going over this whole dune movie like there's there's so much that i want to bring up but i can't because it's it's in the book and if you read the book there's no spoiler right but you guys haven't read the book and i feel so ashamed that like i could just give you guys my audible account just log it read it it's there it's amazing just just give it a shot
0: this is me with every manga or anime it. that we review. Like, every yeah. time I'm like, oh, I know what happens in
3: Demon Slayer. I know what happens here. So, this is like, trust it's me, know hero. how hard it, <laughs> I know how hard Carlos. it is except for Carlos actually spoils it and then he doesn't even say spoiler alert so <laughs> <laughs> half the time people are telling me it's like Carlos kind of gave a little spoiler there but you know if they didn't catch it they didn't catch
0: it but, but is, it, if it's a, is it a spoiler if I don't really remember <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so
3: if oh. you don't remember
0: stuff and you just want to shoot out your
3: ass like oh yeah you know um Duncan Idaho comes back as clones like feel free to <laughs> just say maybe, shit,
1: crazy shit like uh, I mean, or... maybe
3: that maybe that Tony because I did see the 1984 movie and I'm still like kind of somewhat familiar how everything like ends I even though it's been a while since I've seen that movie is there something that perhaps is a little bit of a spoiler but that you're so anxious to tell us about just a little little like sprinkle of something that you're that you're excited that it, this... Well, then cover your ears <laughs> for like a, a minute. Like something yeah. that is just like somewhat exciting, or at least like in general, generally speaking. What are you excited to see in the next movie?
2: I'm hoping that they hint at Paul's true role in Dune, and and, and oh, because I, I think if I see the next sentence, it's, it's a huge spoiler because there's a twist. There's a, there's a nice twist to his destiny, and you won't see it coming because the the, the, the movie and even the, the book builds it up all the way till the end of book one. And that's why I had to read book two. It's like, what the hell is going on? Because there's something to do with his destiny about his him being the, the Tizek, uh, uh, Zatarak or whatever that, that has been pounced upon for so long. And then you realize something about that role in him and why his premonitions are not 100% correct and it's just mind-blowing when you figure it out because the whole movie, the whole Dune movie is going to build this character up and then they're going to show you the was thing it, about Paul.
1: Was it all a dream? No, <laughs> no. No, no. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah,
0: you're kind of probably right, like, Tony, not to tell us because, like, yeah, there are things that either by you or just other things that I kind of know about that I don't want to spoil for Ro or anybody else, especially, like, where the sand comes from. <laughs> I know you definitely oh, gave, me, gave me a lesson about spice, and I feel like I, you know, I should um, oh, yeah. you know, go back, yeah, yeah, go you, back you, and you, finish yeah. it.
1: Yeah, you, you told me where the spice came from. <laughs> <You
2: too. laughs> uh. oh, yeah. Beto, don't don't, don't don't ever figure it out. It's magic.
3: I no, I I know, but that's what I'm saying. I'm like, it's just the funny part. I, I'm curious to see what this next movie does. Like, as far as, like, what elements they keep, what elements they do, and just how things play out. And then, again, same with the visuals. Uh, just how see how everything else looks. Like, there's so new environments we haven't seen. So, that's pretty exciting.
1: Dude, and and, and the, be, the, yeah. the, the other cool thing, too, is that, like, so the cast is so stacked. That, that you have some like like amazing great actors like Oscar nominated actors that that like have barely like had any type of role like uh, um, Javier Bardem he he's like in there for maybe like ten percent of the movie or, or yeah. uh, Zendaya Zendaya whatever um she's she's yeah. in there like for like a little bit and then you 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 have like Josh Brolin for a little while. And Oscar Isaac died. Uh, he was awesome, but yeah, like you still have, the, you're still gonna have t- some more of the mom. You're still gonna have more of a of Scar's guard. Uh, I'm guessing, um, uh, and and all difficult. these actors are just gonna be amazing.
0: Are we getting? And I don't, I don't care if you spoil. It, I mean, this is kind of like an assumption on my part. But are we getting giant worms to be part of the battle? Like, is that their secret weapon to defeating the the, individ- the other um uh, house right now? It's like Paul gonna ride a giant worm into like a spaceship and like knock it down. No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the, there will be worms and there will be worm riding, put it that way. It, it, if you guys remember the miniseries, the 2000 miniseries from Sci-Fi, you get to see the worms try to try to get them over to the city as fast as possible. It's the coolest thing in the world, and I hope they knock it out of the park.
1: But but the question is, do we get Beetlejuice worms? <laughs> they, they basically are Beetlejuice worms, right as the
2: stripes. That's uh, that's that's a sand
0: dune worm right there. No, there was, um, I mean Tony, you you've been great, man. Uh, if people want to find you, what's the PO box where they can send you mail? Because I know you're not on any <laughs> of the social media. <laughs> well, it used to be an APO, but uh <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> No, no, yeah, I mean, if for us, I mean, you can you guys can tweet us. You can, um, you know, do another poll to see if uh, people want to see Tony back because I'm definitely not going to do a Dune part two review without having you here giving me the names of all the houses.
1: <laughs> or, or or, or, you can contact Tony through Listen Your Podcast, uh, social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can do a review and, and tag us, I think, maybe on something.
3: <laughs>
0: right, Ramon, where, where, where can you be found Ramon and give us your, your full address I'm
3: I'm going to write this down <laughs> I mean let, let me give my address right away no but you know for sure lots of different places to find us uh, I mean we try to interact with a lot of people and then I think you know, we we're hearing some responses here and there. Again, we're always open to ideas, really excited to hear like the actual conversations about what you think. And then more in general, any arguments. Like what are you not like? And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't want to hear any of that. Oh, and, <laughs> but no, and, anything and, you need.
1: And we're also gonna be experimenting with uh doing uh Instagram lives <laughs> as as, oh, as, def- as 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 we tried once on uh a couple of days ago. Hey, I,
0: I know I'm confident we can build that 37 people record uh, next next Sunday as we do it again. And, uh, you know, for once, Tony, it felt great to listen and not talk much. So, again, I really appreciate you taking the time to be here, man. And I hope uh, we get to do this with you again soon. And maybe the next time we get to educate you about something. Ooh. Oh, bring it. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, this has been Carlos. I'll talk to you guys soon. See you guys. All right, guys. Take care.